Irreverent, entertaining, cool. You're listening to LA Talk Radio. Welcome to All Things Therapy. I'm your host, Lisa Tahir. I'm an intuitive psychotherapist and licensed clinical social worker. You can find me online through my website, which is nolatherapy.com. It's the abbreviation for New Orleans Los Angeles Therapy. And from my site, you're able to schedule sessions with me remotely or in person at my Los Angeles or New Orleans locations. You're able to listen to archived episodes of this show. You're able to subscribe to this show via the link to iTunes, Google Play, and YouTube. And you're able to support my show through the crowdfunding campaign I have with Patreon.com. I want to get right to introducing my guest. I am going to be with, in just moments, Dr. Sue Mortar. She is founder of the Mortar Institute for Bioenergetics. Dr. Sue is a quantum field visionary who has worked with hundreds of thousands of people worldwide to help them transform and remove subconscious interference that we have in our own mind. And she does this through her work that has bridged three main areas. They're quantum science, spirituality, and energy medicine. She deals with the subject matter pertaining to human potential, self-healing, personal growth, and finding our life purpose. Dr. Sue is also a member of the Transformational Leadership Council, and she conducts seminars, retreats, and teachings and trainings worldwide. And she's done a really wonderful TEDx NASA talk that you can find on YouTube. Her website, to learn more about her, is Dr. Sue Mortar, M-O-R-T-E-R, dot com. Welcome, Dr. Sue. Uh, hello, hello, Lisa. Thank you so much. I'm delighted to be here, and I look forward to seeing what we get to chat about today. I, I am grateful and excited as well, and I, I'm wondering where would you like to start talking about your work and the things pertinent going on today, as we were just briefly discussing before coming online live? Uh, Certainly. You know, one of the things that is obvious is that the times are uh, are up for us to really take a look at what has deep heart and meaning and to um, really access our our own energetic reservoir for uh, determining our values, what, what matters most, and how to connect and how to communicate that in a loving and compassionate fashion because our culture is definitely in a in an uprising and an opportunity to mature ourselves in the levels of spirituality and understanding the depth and the breadth of who we are and what we're made of and uh, and so you know perhaps just speaking about the fact that everything is energy is is a place to start for some common ground yes. that uh, that helps us stay together in times that seem uh, so incredibly uh, impacting with uh, the dramas of of uh, weather and culture and and tragedies and 
and uh, so many intensities that uh, that our country is facing. Uh, that underneath it all, there is there is something that is holding the space for all of that to take place and to work itself out. Mm. And I think the more we get in touch with that, the more stable, the more stabilizing presence we can be in the face of of all kinds of. Uh, mental and emotional strains, stresses, upsets, and confusions that happen uh, in our in our circles, in our families, in our in our communities, and and in our in our relationships in in all areas of life. So, um, how would that be? It sounds great. I know in your in your work you talk extensive extensively about how we are all energy, how everything is energy compressed into different forms, like my cats, your doggies, Sophie and Gracie. You know, we're compressed <laughs> into this, yes. you know, a rock, a tree, and so yet we're all vibrating. And and in a time, especially this week after the Vegas massacre, where you know energy, it, it's it's easy to fall into. I think the lower energies and feel disrupted. So can you address kind of all these things, please, with us? You bet. Yes. So everything is energy. Everything is energy, including us. And and all of the experiences that we are having are representing different vibrational frequencies. And, And our role as human beings is to choose to... Uh, to have every vibrational frequency be contributing to our own awakening process. And that awakening is us waking up to the fact that we are the, the governing entity on the planet that has the capacity to, ch- to change energy vibrations from one frequency to another. For instance, when we, when we love someone uh, in a time of, of need, we are stabilizing a vibrational frequency. If we jump into the upset and and the incredible, uh, uh, de, you know, dematerializing that can happen in a time like a tragedy, uh, we we are not contributing to stabilizing those vibrations. If we jump into the upset and and mm-hmm. continue to. Uh, contribute in that direction what what ends up not happening is our system uh, does not show up as uh, the creator that we that we truly are we have the capacity to transform uh, a vibration of upset uh, through an act of forgiveness or compassion for instance and and shift energy from one vibrational radio station to another simply because of how we are um, able to uh, run something through our own system. So it's our responsibility to, to come to that place of, of stabilizing presence as, um, as we authentically can in order to, to truly bring forward something that is uh, more, more grounded and more caring and more comprehensive than what the outer world uh, is revealing for us. And I'm excited to hear you talk about this with our listeners today because where the rubber meets the road, this is such applicable information and principles to apply that can literally change your life through how you handle the unexpected. And for myself, in preparing for our show, things have been going, and I like to use myself as a guide to give examples so people can connect to the material. 
things have been going well. And yesterday I got some news that was surprising and it, it wasn't what I wanted to hear. And instead of starting to text people or call about it, I was like, no, this is an opportunity. To, this is an unmanifested outcome. So I brought it to meditation to upshift my vibration because I felt that pull into the lower vibration of fear. And I was like, no, 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 mm-hmm. come on. I am infinite possibility. I believe that. And so are you listening. And I've taken it to meditation and I feel a complete peace. And it's I think these things that come into our lives can be viewed as opportunities to to raise our vibration up to to something higher and where there's peace and you can actually see options. So your work directly addresses this in such a beautiful and powerful way. Mm, well, thank you, Lisa. You know what's what's really fascinating about when we when we start talking about raising our vibrational frequency and shape shifting, you know, our outcomes in life before they land in any particular fashion. We do have an opportunity to have some input in yeah. there. In fact, that's that's what we're built for. We're built to do that. We're in fact the only creatures on the planet that can do that. We can intercept it and and have a different outcome you know, land and manifest just because of how we're managing uh, our perception of the entire event. And if we start to look at the fact that whatever the news was that you received, uh, as rather than it being just this, this bad news thing that you had to deal with that, that has uh, happened to you, if we can look at it as this is an opportunity for me to put to the test my wherewithal, my awareness, my alertness, my willingness to to uh, opt to be a creator in this moment rather than a reactor or even yes. a responder. I mean, to respond to something is very important, but but if we can circumstances as if they're really providing opportunities for us to create a a particular outcome because of our input, then everything begins to change and our attitude about the situation begins to change. And something that I really want to infuse into our conversation early on is that that you know there's a lot of talk about about raising your vibration or about only thinking positive thoughts so that so that you can up level your frequencies and any self heal and and evolve etc and and while that is true there's another little piece here that that is very important sure. for people to recognize and that that is is really on the largest like soulful level perspective uh, at play here and that is that we are actually here to learn to be present with life. We are here to learn to to embrace and to hold space for. And we're here to learn how to uh, stand strong in our convictions of love, uh, regardless of the circumstances that we find ourselves in. And... And so embracing your fear Mm -hmm. is a very, very potent and powerful exercise to do in that moment, rather than, uh, like you said, you would have been deflecting your fear to, to, uh, you know, call some friends or to connect about it on social media or to do the the variety of things that we we kind of reflexively go to when we're in a time of, of upheaval or upset or that immediate response. And instead you chose to go deeper within and do something highly productive with that. And, and what I want to add to the mix is that if a, if a person finding themselves in that moment can simply sit and be present with the fear that is creeping up to be present with the possibility of, 
of the the knot in the stomach or the lump in the throat or the tightness in the chest right. that comes with that and to just breathe and not, and and experience themselves not having to go into reactive mode but to just just in, infuse into the subconscious nervous system the awareness that I can I'm fine I can sit here and be with this and it does not have to run my life it doesn't have to run me I can I can manage it it doesn't have to consume me I can consume it and in that moment we start to unattach from the reactive protective personality and engage more deeply into that that true essential self that is empowered far beyond anything that the mind has a tendency to believe at face value when we're faced with these types of of circumstances yes and i think bringing that bringing oneself to a place of calmness even after last night i allowed myself to cry and and just be like wow and for me it's it's a business venture pushing myself in a new direction in my work that's been going so well and there's just a little um it, it's going to take me getting some more training so the message i got in meditation is this is okay it might take just a little longer because you need to beef up on some training in this area that you want to move in that you haven't had before so it's actually good news uh-huh. i just need to get the training from a professional that will help me you know uh, uh, rise to that level that i want to be as a healing practitioner and so it'll just take a little longer and and that's okay you bet so and I, i'll tell you what yeah. it it doesn't it doesn't delay you it moves you into the proper mm. wave that you're supposed to be riding okay that's important because it it doesn't serve us to arrive ahead of time mm. and so nature you know the universe this cosmic flow is always only ever going to deliver you right on time it's never early and it's never late so if we're if we're pushing the river too much the universe is going to show us how to slow down so that we can actually catch the wave that we're intended to be riding. If I could just give a, a simple little example Please. that is just this visual that always comes into my mind when I'm when we're talking about this kind of a topic, that if, if you have a surfer, a surfer is out on the water waiting for his next wave, and he's hanging out on his surfboard, and he looks to the sky, and he sees a storm coming from, you know, from the horizon. And so he looks to the shore and he starts paddling and he's gonna he gets on his board and he's paddling and paddling and paddling and paddling as fast as he can as fast as he can trying to get to shore before this storm comes in and what he doesn't realize is that if he would stop paddling just a minute there's a wave right behind him that he's kind of out paddling mm. that would catch him and carry him to shore in a fraction of the time uh, and get him arriving exactly where he's supposed to be uh, just as he's supposed to be there with less effort so so what the invitation is with this analogy is to realize that if we're working really hard to get something done to get accomplished to be able to get out in the world and to do something that that we feel passionate about there is a moment that whatever it is that you uniquely are carrying as a gift for the world will be delivered in its right time it's just going to be and so as, as you are um, uh, having to take additional things or certifications or whatever in order to do what you want to do, the amount of time it's going to take you to do that is going to allow the people that you will be touching to uh, find you 
in in just the right time in their lives in just the right manner and under just the right circumstances that will provide exactly the right energetic recipe that will land uh, for the benefit that you are truly looking to 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 serve and it's never an error it's always exactly orchestrated uh, imperfection Thank you for that gift for myself in, in receiving that and for those listening that I, I'm imagining are connecting to what you're saying as well. It, it resonates with 100% certainty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so important that we realize that the most important relationship that we can establish in our lives, and this is you know it's a pretty big statement to be making, yeah. but the single most important relationship is our relationship with the way things go. If if we could have a trusted relationship with the universe, then we would know that the things that are occurring are occurring as only ever loving support for me to awaken to the wholeness of my being. So for instance, you take, if you're needing to get additional certifications or accreditations for certain things that you want to do, then in that research that you're going to be engaging in and in that process of uh, developing that the preparedness to be able to do that you're going to find some aspects of you that you would not have come into contact with had these specific circumstances not lined up to cause you to you know to have to look in that direction even if it if if nothing else it would be in cultivating the, the peace of mind that is required for you to have the, re, the, the trusted relationship with the way things go that is, uh, you know, having its opportunity to unfold now. Yes, and being with what is, as you're saying, in a trusted way. I, I love how you're <laughs> phrasing this. Yes, that that trusting what is, uh, is is one of the ways that this having a trusted relationship with the way things go uh, reveals itself. You know, when we, when we have to embrace something that we weren't expecting to have to embrace, uh, there's a part of our heart space that opens up and there's a part of our deep wisdom center that, uh, that activates. And there is a pathway between the two that is our own personal identity and our personal power and our personal passion that, that evolves itself in, in between uh, those energies all at the same time coming together and and generating a greater sense of self and that ultimately is is why we're here because if every human being was in touch with the truth of who they are uh, you know these tragedies wouldn't exist for right. instance that we were speaking about earlier uh, the the ability to come together under duress that we have seen our uh, our our community members uh, rise to when uh, when someone next to them is wounded or when someone next to them has just lost their house because of you know the hurricanes or or this kind of thing you know what happens in those moments is possible to be happening all the time it doesn't have to be a tragedy that brings us together mm-hmm. and that that willingness that capacity that ability was inside of us but the circumstances activated the circuitry for the people to become aware of their willingness to love and to give and to share and to be there for one another instead of fight and argue and be you know uh, preoccupied with 
uh, with with uh, relatively insignificant issues in life, if you stop and think about it, uh, compared to some of the things that that our culture is getting to look at right now. And so the fact that that is always in there, just ready to be tapped, is the point. That the point is, we do not want to have to have tragedy in order to awaken to right. our goodness. Yes. Uh, that goodness is in there and, and is just being tapped under those circumstances. So the work that I'm doing is is teaching people how, literally how to build the neurocircuitry to be able to perceive that goodness before the tragedy has to happen. You know, because the universe is in support of our awakening. And we're either going to do it consciously or nature finds a way to provide a, a perfect learning, you know, turf, a perfect obstacle course for us to have to traverse in order to have that awakening process. And so the more of us that that choose to do that consciously and intentionally, uh, the better world we'll be living in. And as I said earlier, if every person knew uh, what they really were made of, uh, we would not be at war. We would, we would not have the crimes that we have, and we would not, uh, you know, have to resort to the to the uh, circumstances that we resort to uh, to express ourselves uh, you know so so there is another way and that's ultimately what we're interested in in uh, awakening in people so dr sue what you're speaking about is reminding me of of in your work and in my own experiences where you talk about us having a life experience that has a higher context and I conceptualize that as a subtext or a code to use some of your terminology and that when you just spoke about the activation a life experience that activates us wakes us up to that deeper context or subtext can you talk to us more how you help people discover that and and work with that to find a deeper meaning behind the things that are occurring in their lives to yes when that kind of activating moment happens and things are you know we're awakened typically by something difficult or painful though that doesn't have to be the case the the goal is to be awakened through loving experiences how do you help people navigate those kind of moments through your work and some of the specific techniques that that you utilize with central channel breathing and such sure 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 so you know it's um it's it's more involved in its comprehensiveness than we have than we can go into uh in this setting but there are some basic things that that we can start to understand that you know we're saying we're, we're saying that everything is energy and so if 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 something happens there's an energy that that responds inside of my body like someone says something and i get a knot in my stomach mm-hmm. or a lump in my throat or tightness in my chest just because they say it or maybe you you opened the mail and you read this this you know news or you received this news however you received it and you probably had a physiological response inside your body in that same moment that was that was notable, that was palpable, and that you could you could recall if you sat and thought about it. And this is true for everyone in in a situation like this. And and because we're we're aware of the fact that everything is energy, the the, the uh, uh, more elevated consciously. Uh, the more elevated way to to work with that is to work with the raw energy itself rather than to work with the story that we tend to write, which is just another vibrational frequency of energy. We fill in the blanks. We write stories. We think, what's wrong with me? Why is this happening? Why does my luck always go this way? Or, or how 
you know, how am I ever going to accomplish this thing now with this new obstacle in the, in the picture? Or we do all this stuff with our head. And if we didn't waste the energy of doing all that, and we just rather could go to doing something really productive in that exact same moment, we would have a very different outcome very rapidly than we typically have in life. And so, so what an example would be if someone is given news or, or sees something that, that is terribly upsetting to them or someone says something to them that is upsetting or they're realizing that there's something in their life that they need to address but they don't really have the words or they don't have the wherewithal to bring it up or to speak about it because they're afraid that it's not going to go well or the person's going to misunderstand them or they can be abandoned for some reason by speaking their truth into the situation. All these kinds of things that, that we experience every day that in those moments that the mind is just kind of going crazy. Yeah. Uh, if if instead of allowing the mind to just have its runaway time, and instead, if we could learn to to t- take our attention, a mind's attention, and do something more productive with it, like take it to the body, take the mind's attention to the body, and start to inquire with with where am I activated in my body mm-hmm. in this moment? Because in the if I'm if I'm upset, there's that there's going to be a reflection of that upset in the physical body somewhere. And if I just could work with that energy at that level, I'm going to deal with it much more quickly. So let's say yeah. I hear something upsetting, and I, I I take my attention to the body, and I find I have a knot in my stomach. Well, in that knot in my stomach moment, uh, rather than just observe the knot in my stomach and think a thought about it like, oh, I have to get away from these kinds of thoughts because they just upset my stomach. Now, the invitation is to to connect with that area in your stomach and you have to kind of squeeze it back and let okay. it know that the mind has found how the body's language is trying to reveal to the mind what this whole person uh, on a soulful level really, really is trying to awaken to. And, and so... It's as, it's as if the soul speaks to the body and the body speaks to the yes. mind. And the mind is so distracted, it, it's too busy writing stories that it misses the message that the body is trying to give the mind so that the mind can help collaborate and cooperate with, with our own soulful journey of awakening. And so what's trying to happen is the body's trying to reveal to the mind, you know, there are some areas within this system that, that aren't hooked up and flowing the energy through this body the way that it's supposed to flow. How do we know? Because it ended up with a knot in your stomach. And if the circuits were in place, it would allow that energy to flow through your stomach and not end up in a knot. It wouldn't stop Or if there. there's tightness in your chest or a lump in your throat, it's all because there's not enough circuitry to run the energy of response in this situation through this body without it getting tripped up somewhere along the way. So we have to squeeze it back and let it know, okay, we're on to it. We're onto it. This is how we begin to. Uh, this is how we begin to recognize that there are areas within my own system that I could build more communication and a better sense of energy flow that would allow me to to have a, a better sense of self uh, in these types of situations and be able to manage them in a very proactive way rather than just trying to get through them or survive. And so. We ultimately have to be able to uh, recognize that the only thing that's trying to happen through this body is the communication of energy flow that would 
if it were activating and igniting all of the circuits of my system, up and down through a chakra system, up and down through the the acupuncture meridians and the nadis that 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 travel uh, energetic communication and transport information through the body. The connective tissue matrix in the body is a communication system that is more highly functioning than our nervous system is in providing information throughout the whole body. So each of these layers of our of our ability to move communicative information through our system are supposed to be working uh, in a fluid, flush way, and they're supposed to be talking to each other so that we are enabled to be highly functioning in all kinds of circumstances, especially the ones that are upsetting. And so if we're not, if we get shut down, we get a lump in our stomach or a or a headache, or we, we have to check out from the situation. It's a circuitry issue. We just don't have enough communication running in our body consistently enough to move this ever-evolving amount of energy through our systems. You know, if you can notice, our times are getting intense, yes. and there's a reason for that. It's because our evolution is up for really stepping through the gap, stepping through the threshold into a greater sense of creatorship, and we're being forced into that we and are. if people could just realize that that's all that's going on then they wouldn't get so freaked out they would actually start to collaborate with it and think of it as an opportunity for us to be to, to be nudged into waking up to our greatness and you know but but our culture just we haven't been raised that way so so what we want to do is we ask where in the body am i activated in the mm-hmm. face of the situation the body's going to tell you you just take your mind to the body and the body is going to have something going on in it or your mind will just land on a place that is relevant for you even if you don't feel anything because you've been so used to living in your head maybe you don't feel much in your body the first few times you start working with this but the more you work with it the more uh, sensory input you'll get to the nervous system and the more it will support what we're trying to accomplish so then you start breathing up and down a central channel of the body which is the way the energy is supposed to travel anyway and so you're just kind of enhancing it and it's it's breathing from beneath your feet up through your legs and just kind of make it up like you're breathing up through your belly and breathing up through your chest and up through your throat and then exhaling out through the the center of your brain and out the top of your head. And then you would take a breath in from overhead while you're squeezing this area that's talking to you because of the stressful situation that you're in. And you take a breath in from the top, from above your head, down through the center of your brain and through the center of your throat and down through the center of your chest. And you exhale down through the center of your belly, out the tip of the spine and down the legs and into the earth. And that's a true measurable uh, bioenergetic field, a morphogenic field of the physical human system that is constantly moving in that way unless we shut it down because we worry too much, we fear too much, we fret too much, we fill in the blanks and we write too many stories in our heads. And that's what the one thing that will stop this energy flow from flowing the way that it's intended to. And so by breathing in this way, and squeezing inside the core of your body in these areas where you feel this knot in your stomach or a lump in your throat or tightness in your chest, by doing all that kind of simultaneously, it just sets in motion something that, that nature is in support of. And it will, it will be thrilled for you to be collaborating with your mind and your body and your breath in this way because that is what pierces the veils and allows us to, to start to really have a sense of, of our magnificent selves rather than our, our fearful self uh, that was in that situation just a few moments ago. 
So the overall picture is the whole thing gets to show you who you are. It's serving you. It's a good thing, even if it's a stressful thing in the moment. You know, Dr. Sue, what you're talking about, I'm seeing, I'm having a vision of this is the literal redirection of health problems. And how many people today have serious health problems that potentially started out of a place of stress and feeling that knot in their stomach, in their chest, a pain somewhere that is ignored or medicated through Uh, certain prescription medications, alcohol, drugs, sex, whatever it is to distract from what the body is communicating very clearly to us about. And when you're talking about really tuning into that space and squeezing and breathing in through your feet, up through the entire central channel of the body and out through the top of the head and then back down, I can really see how this starts to dislodge the physical manifestation of, of health problems to allow them to dissipate before they can grow into something greater. You know, Lisa, you couldn't hit the nail on the head any more square, exactly exactly accurate. Everything is energy, including every disease condition that we have, including every uh, injury that doesn't heal. It's a blockage of energy flow. And so while, you know, the complexities of how this can manifest uh, are there, The bottom line is it is all energy and a first step to begin to address anyone's condition in any way is exactly what we're just describing. You know, there are all kinds of healing pattern techniques that someone can learn and I teach many, many of those uh, to people and have DVDs and support materials that people can learn from uh, in order to begin to move the energy through their body Uh, the way that it was intended to do and the body heals itself uh, when when we do so you know if we cut ourselves it heals if we break a bone it heals the body knows what to do to heal and the only reason it wouldn't be healing is if it thought there was something more important it was supposed to be doing other than healing because the body works on a priority basis Mm -hmm. and the only thing that is more important than healing is surviving and so if the body thinks If the whole system for some reason thinks that that I need to be surviving something right now, then it's not going to turn on the healing capacity in the body that is inherently uh, inborn uh, there. And so we go weeks, months, years without healing because the body thinks it's supposed to be in survival, fight or flight mode because of some way of being that we have established. And because we're just afraid as people, we are afraid. And what we have not remembered is that we are creating this life experience and that we are in the, in the power seat to determine the experience that we're going to have. Now, we might not be able to control our circumstances, but we can control our experience. You know, you can take a, a man who's released from prison after 13 years of being chained to a radiator sitting on the floor and come out of of prison uh, being released for a crime he never committed in the first place and and have him speak to his captors with the utmost respect thanking them for the fact that he discovered who he was while he was sitting on the floor in that jail uh, all those years and that, that he learned that They could take everything away from him, but they could never uh, take his spirit. They just couldn't do it. They couldn't have that. It was the one thing that was 
truly his, that was truly him. So his, his, his mastery of his own internal experience, regardless of his external circumstances, created mastery in his life completely. And every one of us has this capacity. And again, it doesn't have to require a tragedy in order to awaken. And we are constantly given the opportunity to do that electively, selectively, intentionally, consciously. You know, the question is, uh, are we ready to do that? Will we, will we decide that it is our time to do that? And when we do, uh, we begin to change the constant messaging that is going on in our system, which will pull us ultimately then out of fight or flight mm-hmm. and return us to a state of healing and filtering and cleansing and detoxifying the body and ultimately turn us to our creative genius, uh, which is another beautiful byproduct of not worrying all the time because the system cannot be in a state of worry and in a state of genius at the same time. Mm -hmm. It can't be in a state of worry and in a state of healing at the same time. And so we ultimately have to learn how to master our energetic internal environment. And in order to do that, we have to start spending more time with our mind focused on that internal environment and the energy flowing through it is the best way to get on board with being masterful at that in a very short period of time. Dr. Sue, I'm curious, what kind of uh, reception were you met with in the medical and spiritual communities and scientific communities as, as you've been working on your theories and practice? I wonder how they, how they welcomed you or didn't welcome you as you've been articulating these practices and the knowledge base. Certainly. You know, uh, the conversation kind of started um, as I was raised in, an, in, in this kind of environment where much of what I'm sharing was, was being practiced. In fact, I've, I've never gotten a prescription for an antibiotic and taken a medication in order to get well for something in my life. I've, I've been raised only with and then, you know, reared my own, my own health care in, in similar fashion just with the foods that I eat the thoughts that I think and the way that I move energy through my own body and allow it to be cleared by these natural means. And so uh, I I was aware of this conversation long before our culture was ready to have to have the conversation. Yes. And so I witnessed my father being rejected tremendously. He was a doctor also and I witnessed him being rejected oftentimes in his in his uh, healthcare circles uh, just because he, he knew that that this that this was true and and it was an early in energy medicine pioneering days where quantum science was just uh, reports were just starting to come out and you know teaching us that that the power of the mind played such a huge role in the body's ability to heal and uh, and so then I have this meditation experience really awakening to a multi-dimensional version of myself mm-hmm. um, and, and wanted to share that with people, uh, realizing what a tremendous impact it had on me and healing migraine headaches and chronic, a chronic um, uh, scoliosis curvature in my spine that, that was all healing because of 
what I was putting together. I wanted to share these things. And, uh, you know, today, today clinical studies and empirical data in that fashion of experiential outcomes uh, is much more valued than it was, you know, even 30 and 40 years ago. And so it, uh, it is certainly more well-received today than it was uh, when, when I started, first started right? uh, deeply exchanging this conversation, you know, 15 and 20 years ago, uh, being in practice for 30 years, uh, I can say that, that my life is a whole lot easier today than it was yes. 30 years ago trying to talk about energy medicine. And, uh, and yet, I, I, didn't, I didn't really care, even if I wasn't well received initially, um, I knew that it was true. And I knew what my experience was, and I knew the things that were healing in me and the things that were healing in my patients. Uh, it was it was enough for me to continue to pursue the sharing and the exchange of the information and the techniques uh, that people could learn to do to heal themselves, uh, which I am very devoted to. I get on an airplane every week and fly somewhere in the world That's to, what you were telling me. to hold a, a, a conference. Yeah. <laughs> so speaking of that, I'm really excited tomorrow to attend your Energy Codes of Manifesting workshop here in Los Angeles. Can you talk to us some about the programs you offer for listeners, for people interested in learning more and participating actually in your processes? Absolutely, Lisa. Thank you um, for asking about that because it's such an exciting thing for me to it share is, with yeah. people and such a wonderful opportunity for people to come into contact with something that can truly change their lives. And so what we'll be doing in the manifesting course, and I teach these courses uh, in, in you know many of the major cities around the country, um, and the manifesting is not really about manifesting a faster car or a bigger house or whatever, although those things will come into your life if that's certainly serving your highest good. It's really about manifesting your wholeness, manifesting your life purpose, manifesting your awareness of this, this, this truth of who you are, and manifesting the circuitry to bring that out into the world in a very productive manner, which does enhance someone's career it does enhance someone's ability to learn faster and to and to uh to perform better whether it's in school or or out in the work world or or perform better in in the great challenge of communication and intimacy and manifesting the relationship that you're truly wanting to have whether it's a a better relationship that you're already in or a new relationship that you would like to establish in your life, all of those things are a byproduct of of the energy moving. And so what I teach in my coursework is that everything is energy and energy is intended to be moving, that everything is changing because the entirety of creation is always expanding. And so change is inevitable. And we have to learn how to manage that change and and love it and love, love to ride the wave of that evolution, that evolutionary impulse that is rising in you constantly that has you desiring something, uh, needs to be learned how to tap that and steward it into a true circuitry that can make it happen. And it's meant to happen, and it will happen uh, eventually. It, the, the question is, you know, how long is it going to take? So yeah. we want to build this neurocircuitry to allow that to uh, to unfold with grace and ease uh, ahead of you know ahead of the time schedule that our minds might have come up with and allow it to just unfold the way that it's intended to without interference. So I teach coursework called the Energy Codes, which has 
uh, four levels to it, and then I teach advanced courses after that that really dive deep into someone really unpacking their genetic inheritance, their energetic inheritance, and and starting to unfold those, unravel them into a very uh, trans uh, transformative kind of disposition. Is you know, quantum science is teaching us that that the the genes that we inherited are are they are nothing compared to the energetic capacity that we have to turn on certain aspects of that genetic inheritance and to allow the other aspects to just to be transmuted. And and so there, you know, it's it's revealing to us that the environment that we create for ourselves is more important than the genes that we inherit. And, uh, and and so I'm teaching people how to do something about that, not just learn about that fascinating information, but, but what to do with it. So we're self healing, we're, we're building, uh, neurocircuitry and building a better sensory system to perceive what the body is trying to tell the mind all the time that we are in constant communication with something similar to what we would call a gut feeling or a hunch or an intuition. Mm -hmm. We're actually designed to be living on that all the time. Not, not questioning, just knowing, just having a deep, deep sense of knowingness that's constantly rising up to our conscious awareness. That's how we're built to live, but we haven't been taught how to do that in our culture. And so, so the energy codes coursework that I teach is codifying exactly how to do that for self-healing and for life mastery and for ultimately recognizing your true soul purpose and being able to live from your 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 most creative high potential uh, that you're intended to be. So we do meditations and breath work and we activate high brain centers that allow the body to to become enlivened in ways that it wasn't. People become aware of their their multidimensionality, really, that, that they're not just confined to these five senses living in this physical body, that everyone has a sixth sense and yes. everyone has the, the the capacity to tap that. It's just a matter of learning how to do that. So I do that. And I also take people on uh, sacred journeys to sacred sites around the world. We're leaving next week for Peru to go to Machu Picchu. Mm-hmm. We go to ancient uh, Egypt yes. and go up the Nile and to the Great Pyramids. We go to India, North and South India. And Bali and and we to the Holy Lands. We're also going to Easter Island and the Galapagos uh, to see some of the uh, sacred sites in in those locations. We'll be doing ancient Greece in in coming up uh, in a in a year or so, a little over a year, and uh, many many things such as this that that I'm to, trying to allow people to come to the places where the energy on the planet is so very potent. It has such a transformative and healing capacity for people if they know how to tap that energy and work mm-hmm. with it. So we go to those sites and work with those things as well. I also hold healing retreats. I'll be in back in Los Angeles next May uh, for a healing retreat that uh, I'm very much looking forward to. It'll be in the Palos Verdes area, right on the cliffs where the water uh, where the water meets the land, where so much transformation can take place, and uh, you know many many things. I could go on and on, but um, but that all of that is is visible on our website to to take a take a gander. We have a new website we'll be posting in a couple of weeks. So if you visit the website right away, go back again in a month or so because uh, there'll be even more things uh, made made obvious uh, when we launch the new site. You know, I, I just feel how you are so living your passions in every way, which is a message of of hope and healing to help people and, and all the doors that that open for you consistently. It's really beautiful and really cool and exciting. Yeah, it, 
It's a great, great blessing. And I just want to encourage everyone to, to be able to find that kind of passion inside of themselves. And the people in our conscious community are coming to this coursework and learning this, learning these techniques and learning this understanding, these practices and principles, they are enlivening. They are waking up. They are, they are bringing back so many healing stories and about their own physical healing or healing relationships or healing all the strange relationships with family members that they haven't spoken to at 15 and 17 and, you know, years and all kinds of things that are, that are just changing because we're allowing energy to flow through our system the way that it was designed to, but we're actively engaged in facilitating that, magnifying its, 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 its true benefit and, uh, and really living the life that we're supposed to be living. It is my greatest joy to, to help facilitate that with other people. I feel like I just, you know, I was born into a lot of it and then I stumbled upon these yeah. great awakenings through meditation. I feel like I've been gifted and I, I just, you know, I'm so impassioned about sharing the gift with others. Thank you. I'm I'm so glad that we met a number of months ago at uh, Epic Day when you were speaking. I feel really grateful to know you, Dr. Sue. Yeah, my great pleasure. My my great great pleasure. And and uh, yes, I I loved being at Epic Day and and uh, look forward to to generating some additional things with Marcy. We were just speaking uh, this morning about about some some other great ideas for uh, for the future. So. Um, you can always count on me being in Los Angeles as often as I can. It's, uh, it's, it's tough to get here more often than I do because I'm just traveling uh, all over the world and, and, uh, teaching and training, but, but it's, uh, it's a very special place to me. Uh, and, um, so we'll be back in May and I know we're going to be back uh, a year from now actually doing another manifesting day and and level one of the coursework so our manifesting day is tomorrow and then the level one of the coursework is um is at the marriott at the uh, at the airport lax marriott um starting on saturday and sunday so so uh and there there are still some spaces available in friday and saturday and sunday's course so uh, people can plug in if if that works yeah, and listeners, it's again Dr. Sue Mortar, M O R T E R dot com. There's links to your site on my Facebook page, Twitter, uh, nolatherapy.com. So you can go to any of those sources to find out more about what Dr. Sue is is offering to us. I look forward to seeing you tomorrow, Wonderful. Dr. Sue, and I just want to thank you for being my guest today. It is my great pleasure, Lisa, and I so look forward to playing all weekend with. Uh, with all of this work. So uh, I look forward to connecting tomorrow. Me too. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That concludes my show for today. Please join in next week at the same time. And I hope everyone has a wonderful week. Bye-bye. Listening to All Things Therapy with Lisa Tiny.